What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Tuesday, August 11th, 2015, as always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Beantown Athletics, the only in-house union screen printer in Boston, specializing in custom uniforms and business apparel. Follow them on Twitter at Beantown underscore dot, also on Facebook facebook.com slash beantown athletics and on instagram swing by the shop on granite ave in dorchester or give them a call 617-282-4181 that's 617-282-4181 and make sure you tell them that i sent you so what do you want to start with today uh more deflategate or an nfl storyline that is so big it would take over deflategate news on espn today Breaking news. Now, the reason that I get this story on today's podcast is because I'm recording today's show a little bit later than usual. Uh, I had a guest that I thought was lined up that fell through. We we backed it up a couple days. Um, And also, I I wasn't here as early today as I usually was. It was on WEI last night, sports radio here in Boston from 8 to midnight. And uh, one of those nights, you know, you just get so jacked up and wired late night that you can't fall asleep, right? We, uh, we've all had those nights. And at least on nights in which I'm on WEI late night, some every once in a while on those nights I'm on until midnight, I can't fall asleep. And uh, with the podcast, I, I have the luxury of having the studio whenever I want. You know, I slept in a little bit. But I'm, I'm actually glad I did. It worked out because we have a storyline that... I don't have to open with, I don't, I don't open with the flight gate today. Is, isn't that kind of amazing? I don't know when the last show I did that I didn't open with the flight gate. I, I can't remember when that was. But the story today that's breaking news, that's all over SportsCenter, all over ESPN, is actually New York Jets related. So, you know, with Jets fans, Patriots fans, we love to go back and forth at each other, laugh at each other. I mean, the Jets, I don't know how they can really laugh at the Patriots ever, right? Because the Patriots are the team that wins, the Jets don't. Um, but, you know, I think some Jets fans, they, they, they're trying to find something here with the Flategate. And, and now, here in New England, we have found just something else, one of the many things. That's wrong with the Jets. There's something else wrong with them today. Their quarterback has a broken jaw. Geno Smith got knocked out today in the locker room. Got knocked out by linebacker, and I think he's reserve linebacker, I.K. Enampali. That's how I heard them pronounce it on TV. So I had to write it down with the pronunciation. I.K. Enampali. I have no idea who he is, but people are going back into his records, and they're saying, well, um, you know, when he was in college, he, there was an altercation and he punched someone and he doesn't really look like the best dude in the world anyways. Well, this doesn't make him look any better today. He apparently sucker punched the quarterback of the New York Jets in the Jets locker room today. This is from Jets coach Todd Bowles, who held the press conference Geno Smith has suffered a broken jaw that will require surgery. He is out six to ten weeks. Uh, Coach Todd Balzi said there was an altercation that Enam Polly and Geno Smith got into an altercation in the locker room and that it, quote, had nothing to do with football, end quote. Another quote from Todd Balls said, it was something very childish 
and he got cold clocked, sucker punched, whatever you want to call it, in the jaw. It was something very childish that sixth graders could have talked about. I assume eventually we're going to get the story as to what the altercation was about and a little bit more specifics. I have no idea right now, but but Todd Bowles is saying um, it was a childish reason to have an altercation. But he does use the word altercation. And, and, you know, what we do, this is what we do. We assume automatic, right? Knee jerk. Geno Smith gets knocked out. The coach comes out and says, cold clock, sucker punched. And we, we look at Enam Polly's history, and we put it all together, and, they, and we say, okay, this is all on Enam Polly. Now, Enam Polly's been released. They've, they just cut ties with him. Um, you know what? Even if this was Geno Smith, Geno Smith's fault, who's the easiest guy to cut ties with? Probably the one of the reserve linebackers. I mean, now you see pictures of this guy. I don't know who he is. Enum, I.K. Enampali is an absolute monster. Okay, he's a lot bigger than Geno Smith, and he broke his jaw. But you, you, it's an altercation. Every time I hear altercation, I think there's there's two sides to it. There's two people involved. And the, auto, the automatic assumption industry out there, and that's what we do, we just assume things right away, is that based on what the coaches told us, Geno Smith did nothing wrong. Now, did he deserve to get knocked out? Well, I have no idea. One, I don't know exactly what they were arguing about or fighting about. Two, I don't know just what Geno Smith said or did, right? I mean... The way I look at it, it takes two to tango. Now, if it was just this guy just walking up and sucker punching him, okay, that can't happen. Is that what happened, though? I mean, we're assuming that's what happened. Th- things that we're hearing, I think the coach should maybe be a little bit careful with his words. Says sucker punch. When I hear sucker punch, I think Enam Polly walked up to Geno Smith and just blasted him right in the jaw. Crushed him. Geno Smith didn't know it was coming. That's a sucker punch to me. That's cold clock, sucker punch. But he also says they got into an altercation that had nothing to do with football, which tells me at the same time that he's saying Geno Smith got sucker punched, they were arguing about something. Uh, Yeah, and you know what? You can be in an argument and still get sucker punched. I'm not saying you can't. It can happen. I've seen it happen. It's no good. But, you know, this kid's been released, Enam Polly. Geno Smith's got a broken jaw. I mean, he's already taken Instagram selfies of himself saying he's going to be back, saying, I'll be back. You know, he's already doing that stuff. He already, he literally, five, I think five minutes after this was reported, there's an Instagram selfie of Geno Smith. Um, I, I just, I, I, I'm hesitant to say, and I know it's easy to look, Ina Polly got released. He must have done something wrong. Well, I think given the value that each of those two players, Geno Smith and, and a reserve linebacker, have to this Jets team going into the preseason uh, and into the regular season right now, given the value of those two players, it's a lot easier to cut ties with Enam Polly, the guy who threw the punch and the guy who doesn't have as large a role on the Jets team as the quarterback does. It's easy to, to make that move. That's the move you make. You don't, you don't release the quarterback. Right? Even if it was Geno Smith's fault and he threw the first punch and Enam Polly ducked and knocked him out. You know what they would do? They'd probably still release Enam Polly. So I don't know that I want to look at that aspect to it and try to figure out that we can come to a conclusion as to how this thing went down. 
A lot of people just assume, though, automatically. Geno Smith did nothing wrong. He was an angel in this situation. He got sucker-punched because that's the phrase the coach used, and they cut Enum Polly. Geno Smith out six to ten weeks. I've heard some people react to this and say, oh, poor Geno Smith. And look, I'm not saying I wanted to see anybody on that team get knocked out or sucker-punched today. I didn't. But... I have to now listen to all these former players and analysts, and they're yelling, they're like, this is assault. You weren't in there. You have no idea what Geno Smith said to this kid. You don't know what he did. I've never been in the same room as Geno Smith. Well, actually, I have. I've been, uh, in, I've been in the Jets' room, right, uh, a couple of years ago. But I've, in, with regards to having a personal conversation with them, no, I've never been in the same room as him. So I have no idea what this kid's personality is like. I mean, I don't know what they were arguing about either. I don't know what happened that led to the argument. Perhaps Geno Smith started the argument, right? And Ian Polly finished it, of course. But the, the assumptions here that I keep hearing, and it's really an overwhelming assumption, is that Geno Smith did nothing wrong. Nothing. Look, I've seen people get knocked out and punched, and sure, they might not have thrown a punch first, but I say to myself afterwards, well, he, that guy deserved it, <laughs> okay? Don't want to see, you know, don't want to see any serious injuries and a guy miss uh, football games, but in the real world, in real life, when there's altercations, I've seen guys get punched, jaws broken, knocked out, and that guy who got knocked out and punched didn't throw a punch first. Might not even have been ready to throw a punch, but you look at him and say, you know what, that guy deserved it. That guy deserved because that guy wouldn't shut his mouth. He was being a punk. And some of the things that he was saying, eh, crossed the line. You know, I, honestly, I've, I've seen it, witnessed it, felt that way. So I, but I don't know what Geno Smith said, but the automatic assumption that I keep seeing on TV today is that Geno Smith did nothing wrong. He was walking through the locker room, and all of a sudden, Enum Polly came over and sucker punched him. I don't know that that's how this thing went down. I mean, people, nobody knows how this thing went down, right? Uh, y- of course, you'd like to think that there would be some players in the room that would not let this thing happen, that would not let it get to this, but that's not the case. And maybe we find out more. I think we will. I think you're going to have a couple players. You're going to have a couple players that come out now and give a story, saying, well, you know what? Yeah, I think maybe something something else happened. It wasn't just Enum Polly walked up and sucking him. I don't know. I, I There's part of me that just doesn't believe that's how it went down. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But everybody else is making assumptions, so I might as well too. My assumptions just happen to be based on real world, real life stuff, right? And these are professional athletes. These are competitors, right? These guys... Uh, are in each other's face. I mean, we see fights all the time in training camp and, and, and arguments. You'd like to see those things stay in the field. You don't want them coming back into the locker room. But I think sometimes, as much as people might not want to admit, there's a reason why they come back in the locker room. And I'm not so sure it's always because it's only one guy. Or it's not always the guy that wins the fight. He's the guy that started it. Or should be the bad guy. It's not always like that, you know. But that's just the world we live in. We're Twitter. Everybody thinks they fucking know everything out there that's going on in the real world. When half of the people that are tweeting about this fight have never even been in an altercation in their life because they never leave the fucking house. So, 
the assumption is that Enum Polly's this big bad guy. We're gonna go into his history, and Geno Smith never deserved to get to get punched, and he's out six to ten weeks. Poor Geno Smith. This other guy was a monster, so much bigger than him, and he sucker punched him. The coach is taking the QB side, and and the linebacker gets released. The reserve linebacker that probably was was even gonna make the team anyways. Uh, you know, the, the Jets made the easy moves. These were easy decisions. I don't care whose fault it was, okay? These were easy decisions for the Jets. You don't cut, Of course, you're not going to cut Geno Smith. I don't care if Geno Smith started the thing and threw a chair at the guy first. He could have thrown a chair at Enum Polly. Enum Polly comes over and, 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 you know, ducks a punch and hits him. Guess what? They're still cutting Enum Polly. Guess what? The the coach is still defending the quarterback. He's the quarterback. All right? Who are you going to defend? Of course. I, look, I'm, I'm just telling you. Before we paint the picture of this guy, Enam Polly, to be this uh, savage monster that, that just walked up and hit Geno Smith out of nowhere, let's try to take a step back and think, well, sometimes things can happen in life in which the guy that gets hit isn't always the guy that we should feel bad for. That's just the way I see it in the real world, all right? Now, again, I have no idea if Geno Smith maybe deserved to get hit. I don't know, but since everybody and their mother seems to be assuming he didn't and they weren't in the room like I wasn't in the room, why can't I assume that maybe it's more probable than not that Geno Smith wasn't necessarily an angel in this situation? Okay? Uh, but it is funny, though. You know, you, you see breaking news, ESPN. You're thinking, here we go. What do we got? What type of Deflategate story we got coming today? What's that? It's not Deflategate? Oh, this is great. I'm going to open with this. I start the show a little late today. I'm going to open with Deflategate. Excuse me. <laughs> so we used to say, I'm going to open with Deflategate. Uh, I don't even know how to, how to, to begin this show by not saying it. Oh, I'm going to open with something other than Deflategate. Hmm. That's what we did. Geno Smith gets knocked out. Um, I, I, I <laughs> you know, everybody is just so like, oh, he got, Geno Smith got punched? How could anybody on the team let this happen? How do you know there aren't players on that Jets team that can't wait for Geno Smith to get punched in the face? Right? But some of the analysis on stuff like this is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. People are so, so fucking sensitive. It's not even funny. Guy gets punched. Broken jaw. Well, uh, here we go. Who's, whose fault is that? The guy that hit him? Yes. I guess in a, in a way, have you, you never been outside the house? Been in an altercation? Have you never seen someone get hit and you say, eh, he kind of had it coming to him. I don't know that Geno Smith had it coming to him, but I don't think you know that he didn't. Based on this one situation, do you? And of course the coach is going to get his back. He's the quarterback of the Jets. It's his first season. What's he going to do? Cut the QB and keep the kid? No. I don't care if Geno Smith was running around the room, punching people, slapping people, and then got knocked out. They're not going to cut Geno Smith. You kidding me? We're portraying this thing, though, to be uh, uh, just a one-sided battle. I'm just hesitant to go there. I think it's humorous. 
I think it's, I, I do think, I don't think it's humorous that a guy got knocked out and his, and his jaw broken. I think it's humorous to think that because one guy got knocked out and got his jaw broken, that it was just a one-sided fight. And we use the word sucker punch, and I think you might want to be careful with that. I don't know that you say altercation, argument, sucker punch. I don't, eh, eh, eh. Let's see if anybody else has something to say. I did also read another tweet that it said Geno Smith was waving his finger in this guy's face. And if, look, again, I'm not here to promote violence. I'm just telling you when you have two highly competitive people, all right, and there's an altercation and a fight, I don't care what it's about. It could be about the stupidest thing in the world, which is what Todd Bowles said it was, but it's still an altercation. It's still a fight. And when you have competitive, fiery, grown men that obviously don't like each other, well, there's always the risk that somebody throws a punch. Ian Polly throws a punch. Geno Smith gets knocked out. People assume that Geno Smith did nothing wrong. I, I'm not going to sit here and make that assumption. In fact, most of the situations that I've seen that result like this, man, both sides were involved in it. And one guy gets beat up. I, right? I, it happens. I'm not wishing that anybody on, on the Jets suffers any type of broken jaw in a fight, in, in a locker room altercation. No, I'm not going to sit here and wish injury upon people. That would be stupid. But if there is a fight and a guy throws a punch and knocks another guy out, well, is, is, it, is it one-sided? It, was it all in and Polly? You mean to tell me Geno Smith did nothing? You, Geno Smith did nothing today. He's walking through the room. Right? What, Geno Smith said, uh, this is, you know, that's my Gatorade? That's, you, you took a sip out of my Gatorade that's not yours? And he said, no, it's mine? Whack and hit Geno Smith? You, do you really think that's how it went down? That's how I feel like it's being portrayed on TV right now. Like, Geno Smith walked by and said, hey, man, you just, what are you doing? That's, that's my water. That, you, go get your own water. That's mine. And Enam Polly stood up and said, oh, it's your water? How about that? And socked him in the jaw and broke his jaw. You, honestly, you, do people really think that's how this went down? Right? Geno Smith did nothing? Come on. Come on. I, I, w- I wasn't born yesterday to know that this probably didn't go down like that. All right? <laughs> uh, but everybody, everybody else and their mother is assuming about this. So I'm going to assume too. And I'm just assuming based on... You know, the world that I live in, maybe it's different from everybody else. The world I live in, more probable than not that Geno Smith, you know, had, had had some part in this before he got knocked out, before he got his jaw broken. He didn't just walk into his locker, turn around, and get hit. Okay? But I, I, I've seen it made out to be that way. And I think that might be wrong. Now, uh... Let's let's see. Let's wait uh, for the reports to come out, and let's see what, what people think. But you know there's going to be multiple sides to this. Because you know there's got to be some people that don't like Enam Folly. There's some people that don't like Geno Smith. And everybody's got their moles and their, their reporters that they're going to talk to anonymously, and this stuff's going to get out. And, again, I don't want to – I'm not sitting here saying that I wish anyone to get injured in any type of fight in any organization off the field, but if something like this can take away from a Deflategate story for a couple days, or at least for a couple hours, I guess I'm okay with it, right? feels good to open up with something else. 
Right? Open, open up. Let's open the show up with something else. I mean, we got to get to the flake gate anyways. Because tomorrow's the settlement hearing. And um, today, Judge Richard Berman, he's issued a brief order. He issued a brief order that requests both the NFL and the NFLPA engage in further settlement discussions. He has said this multiple times, but he actually gave an official order today written. Oh, and in this order, it says, quote, in anticipation of tomorrow's conference, counsel and the parties are requested to engage in further good faith settlement efforts today. I will meet briefly with counsel and the parties tomorrow at 1030 for an update on your discussions. So he's basically saying, okay, keep talking. Keep talking. This is no longer, when he says this again, this is not a request. This is a demand, right? This isn't like, I'm going to say it again. Can you guys please, please talk to each other? No, this is down on paper. You can read it, an official brief order. It says, in anticipation of tomorrow's conference, counsel and the parties are requested to engage in further good faith settlement efforts today. I will meet briefly with counsel and the parties tomorrow at 1030 for an update on your discussions. He wants them to keep talking. Now, do I think there's a settlement tomorrow? No. Do I think there's a settlement before tomorrow? No. Do I think there's a settlement Thursday? No. Friday? No. Saturday? No. Sunday? No. Monday? No. Tuesday? No. I think we're going to the 19th, baby. That's where we're going. We're going to August 19th. There's a second settlement conference. It's, they're going to ride this thing out. If they know there's a second one, why are they going to, why is either side going to bend before the first one or at the first one? They're going to, they're going to take this thing to the very, very bitter end, aren't they? Of course they are. Now, related to this news, Tom Brady was not at practice today for the New England Patriots. He was not. Practice was not open to the public. According to Mike Reese, ESPN Boston, he says it is not injury-related, and a source tells him that Tom Brady's absence from practice today is indeed tied to tomorrow's settlement conference. Now, the settlement conference is in New York City, so I don't assume that Tom Brady had to take practice off today in order to pack and really prepare for a, a, a trip, right? I assume, you know, you could practice today and leave for New York City tonight. You absolutely could. I think that maybe there was there was some things that needed to be talked about today. And perhaps these conversations took longer than expected. And Tom Brady maybe senses that it's close, right? Or that maybe perhaps the NFL was willing to budge on, a, on, a, on something. And he needed to stick around and continue to discuss. I, I, I don't know. All I know is that Brady was not at practice. And according to Mike Reese, it is, in fact, because of tomorrow's settlement conferences. Is that good news? Bad news? I don't know what type of news it is. It's news. Brady did not practice. It is not injury-related. It's related to the settlement conference. The Washington Post reports something that I feel is also true is that no settlement is expected before tomorrow. That's what sources close to the Brady uh, hearing and the Brady saga deflategate are telling the Washington Post that, yes, you know, there is no settlement expected before tomorrow. 
So, I, I, I yeah, I mean, that's right. I don't expect it. I, I don't expect it tomorrow. I told you I don't expect it later this week. Maybe early next week, middle of next week, and by that point, I don't even know. I don't even know. Richard Berman, though, he is not messing around. He gives this, he, look, he gives this brief order today, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what it says. I would like to know what he thinks, and I think we might find out. See, that's what we're going to get tomorrow on the Wednesday, this settlement conference, is I think we're going to get more of a sense as to what Judge Richard Berman feels is right. Like if he goes to one side and he says, all right, NFL, you've lied about some things. It wasn't an independent investigation. Uh... You know, this this is a, a ridiculous punishment for something that you have yet to prove. You're going to you're gonna have to come down. You're you're gonna have to do it's gonna be on you right now to make a move. Or or he goes to the NFLPA and says, Guys, I, I know what you're saying about this not being independent, but they're right. The NFL's right. When you look at the CBA, they don't. It, the investigation doesn't have to be independent. Um, you know, Tom Brady, maybe you didn't cooperate as much as you probably should have at first. And uh, I still have many questions myself, and I can absolutely see, you know, in a court, the NFL winning this. So you're going to have to come down. And that's what this judge is going to do. He's going to look at both sides. He's going he's gonna to basically pick a side. And he's going to basically tell these two sides, you know, who is going to win their arguments in court, or at least who has a better chance to win their arguments. And that's the side that will have all the leverage in future settlement discussions here in the next week. But I'm interested to see what the judge thinks. I am. We'll keep an eye on it. And whatever happens tomorrow in this conference, see, I, I think I'm going to wait again tomorrow a little bit to, to, to bust out this podcast because I, what are they saying, 10.30, 11 o'clock? I don't know how long it's going to take, but hopefully they're done by early afternoon or at least we get a sense as to what, because there will be media. So we will be hearing reports as, they, as it happens. I, I just don't know what Judge Richard Berman is thinking. We will find out that tomorrow, and I'll react to that on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, but that's where we stand with the Flakegate, right? That's, that, that's where we're at. Tom Brady not at practice. It's not injury-related. It is indeed tied uh, to tomorrow's settlement conference. Uh, we got the judge issuing a brief order. He's requesting that both sides continue to engage in further settlement discussions in good faith. And it's not really, the more he does this, the, the more it becomes a demand, even though he uses the word request. But then you get the story from the Washington Post that shows us, well, we're probably not going to have any type of settlement. At least before tomorrow's conference. So we'll keep an eye on it and react to it as that thing plays out. Now, speaking of Tom Brady, Tom Brady in the news for something else. Apparently him and Ben Affleck went to Vegas with Affleck's nanny. And the nanny now, pictures are coming out. The nanny on the private jet has all of Tom Brady's Super Bowl rings on her hand. Okay? (laughs) So we know Ben Affleck, right? Is he... Uh, he, he's splitting up with, with his wife, uh, Jennifer Garner. They have kids. They're splitting up. The nanny is in the middle of this. The nanny goes to Vegas with Affleck and Tom Brady. The nanny takes pictures of Brady's rings. Here's one thing I don't want people to do, and I've heard some people do this, is 
tried to compare anything that happened with Brady, Affleck, and the trip to Vegas with the nanny to anything that has to do with the Flakegate. If there's, and if you do want to make any type of comparison or have it in the same conversation, what you should be saying is, all right, you get things like this to come out, pictures like this. This is why people destroy their phones, right? When they're in the spotlight, even if it's something that they didn't do. Because they don't want shit like this getting out. And I'm not saying that, you know, Tom Brady has pictures with his nanny on a private jet wearing a Super Bowl rings. I'm telling you that if, if you have any type of pictures that you don't want seeing getting out there, well, here's the deal. Get rid of your phone. Destroy the phone. Right? But anyway, that's, it's turned into a storyline. Brady, Brady's involved in the Ben Affleck saga now. Uh, ben Affleck saga, Deflategate saga. What else isn't Brady involved in? Well, Magic Johnson is talking about Tom Brady. He does not want to see Brady miss a single game. How about that? And I think the longer this goes on, the more you're seeing that. And I said this last night on WEI. There's a story, Providence Journal, Jim Donaldson, the last couple days, that says there are some owners around the league that are uncomfortable with where we currently stand in this Tom Brady Deflategate saga. And the longer this thing drags on, the more stuff that has come out that has made the NFL look worse and worse and worse, I do think that to a man, there are some owners going, we should never be to this point. And I hope they're upset because those are the guys that can ultimately get rid of this commissioner and get rid of Roger Goodell, who continues to stand his ground. And I don't see him backing down. So that is, look, I just, yeah, the longer this thing goes on, the more people, like you even got Magic Johnson saying, what are we doing? Tom Brady, how is this guy going to miss again? How's he going to miss again? How are you going to have Tom Brady, the face of your league, miss a fucking game? Like, are you kidding me? So we don't know where it's going to go. I don't know where it's going to go. We keep guessing. But as news trickles out, and I'm sure it will, because tomorrow we'll get a better sense of what the judge thinks could happen, right, in court. What a judge thinks, if one side continues to fight, a judge, this judge is going to tell him what he thinks is going to happen. And the side that he favors is the side that's going to have all the leverage in any further settlement discussions, right? He's going to have all the leverage in the world when it comes to that. That side, whether it's the NFLP or the NFL, I just don't know whether he's, I don't know what side that, that he's going to side with. I really don't. So we'll wait and see. Uh, I'll probably hold off on tomorrow's podcast just to, just to, to get some of the early, at least initial reports as to what the media is saying with this settlement conference. I wish it was on TV. I bet you the NFL does too, right? You wish some video? I don't think there can be, but I wish there was. We all wish there was. Uh, so what do we got? Baseball, I, I'm i not going to sit here and get into any Red Sox stuff, though Koji Uihara was placed on the DL. You should be happy that it's a wrist, broken wrist, and not anything that requires any type of Tommy John, right? That, that's what you should be happy about. Um, and you get, what else do we got? Well, we got that. There's not much baseball talk with regards to the Red Sox, but uh, this week, you know, the PGA Championship, I'm excited for this because Rory McIlroy, well, he's returning. And I didn't think he'd be playing in this. I didn't think Rory McIlroy would be playing in the PGA Championship this weekend. I didn't, right? 
Serious ankle injury, playing soccer with his friends. No, I didn't expect him to be playing this weekend, but he is, and I'm excited for it because, um, you know, this is the this is the guy that I want to see going up against Jordan Spieth in the big moments, right? Jordan Spieth, this is this is the rivalry that I need, not Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth. Nah, we need we need Jordan Spieth. Um. Versus Rory McIlroy. And we're going to get it this weekend. We're going to get it this weekend. And as I'm on Twitter during the show, we're hearing all this stuff about the Jets and this storyline uh, and people jumping to conclusions. Uh, a report says here the Jets have reached out to free agent Rex Grossman. Quarterback Rex Grossman. Um, you also have, I think I, I think I might have read something about Michael Vick. Um, what else? So right now, if the season begins, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy for the Jets, right? Fitzpatrick is the guy for the Jets. I would think, on you know, if they bring in Rex Grossman, I I I don't know where that gets him. Even with Geno Smith, I mean, I'm, nobody was really looking at Geno Smith, thinking, okay, he's going to lead the Jets to the promised land this season. I, here's a here's a funny tweet. Sources. Gino threw the first punch, but it was intercepted. <laughs> uh, that's good. I'll give credit to that. That's uh, Joe on Twitter, at Buffalo Wins. It sounds like he's a Bills fan. It says, sources, Gino threw the first punch, but it was intercepted. That's good. That's good. That's a good one. I, there's going to be theories. There's going to be anonymous players. There's more, I'm telling you right now, and I know you get certain people who are so fucking sensitive, they'll say, oh my god, Danny, you're really gonna say that? He sucker punched this guy, and you're gonna, you're not gonna, you know, just crush him for that? You're actually, you're actually gonna defend him? Well, first of all, no, I'm not defending him, okay? No one ever said that, no one ever, I never sat her and said, what this kid did to Geno Smith was right. I'm, I'm just telling you, I don't know that he was wrong. In the wrong. People have just assumed that he was automatically in the wrong because he punched Geno Smith, broke his jaw, got released, and the coach defended the quarterback. Forget about the situation what happened. The coach is going to defend the quarterback anyways. The, co- the team is going to release the linebacker that doesn't play anyways, right, in this type of situation, regardless as to what the reason was. So don't, don't, combine, the, don't combine the two. I'm just telling you that I don't know the guy was in the wrong. Not saying he was he was right. I just don't know that he was in the wrong. I need to know what this altercation was about, and I need to know how far Geno Smith was taking it. I do. We're using the word sucker punch. I think it's a strong word. I think sucker punch is a strong word. I've seen I've seen sucker punches. I've seen them. Um when we when we hear the coach of the Jets use it, we assume the worst. We assume like this guy walked up and just hit Geno Smith. I just I don't know. It to me, I I look. No one can guarantee me that that's how it went down because nobody really knows. The coach is telling us that, but again, who's the coach? Whose side is the coach going to get? It's an easy decision. It's a no-brainer. You get Geno Smith's side. You get his back on this. It's not even a, it's not even a question. You get Geno Smith's back. Not even a fucking question. But we'll see. We'll let, we'll let the news trickle out. For the, I'll let I'll let I'll let the stuff trickle out for you, right? And uh, however it turns out to be, we'll we'll talk about it. Five days a week. DannyPicard.com. 
Uh, you can get the show on iTunes. Uh, subscribe really anywhere that you can get a podcast. And follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Like me on Facebook, Instagram, all forms of social media. You know, we we sit here and we've talked about Deflategate so much that, you know, I just, there, there is part of me. No, I'm not happy to see somebody get knocked out and their jaw broken. I'm just happy that there's another NFL storyline that's going to be breaking news, no pun intended, and is going to really make us, at least for a couple minutes, because I'm watching this Geno Smith story, and I'm sitting here before I, I, we started recording, and I have, I'm trying to get all the information on the Geno Smith story, and, and no, I, again, not happy that a guy got hurt, just happy that I wasn't digging for information on Deflategate for like five minutes of my life. Because that seems to be all I do, is I just dig and search, and we look for information on Deflategate. That's it. And it's, it really is driving me crazy. And you know what? I'm reading a tweet as we speak from Boomer Esiason. Okay, get this tweet. And it's exactly what I was just talking about. Uh, We need more details, and I'm sure more details will come out. Boomer Esiason, somebody who is in the know, somebody who has been in NFL locker rooms, uh, played in the National Football League as a quarterback. He, he, He knows how some of this stuff goes down. And... Here's what he says. Here's his tweet. You ready for this? Says, bottom line, if you owe somebody money, pay your debt. Don't be surprised if you get punched in the face if you don't. (laughs) Uh, And for the sensitive fucks out there, I'm not laughing about a guy getting his jaw broken and, and rooting for someone to get hurt. But I'm just telling you that in the real world, especially in a competitive environment like the National Football League, right? Especially during a time in which guys are fighting for jobs, literally. When there's other stuff going on, I'm sorry, and there's a fight, I just can't look at that and say, oh, it was just that one guy. The other guy had nothing to do with it. Can't believe. You know, the other guy was so innocent. He was an angel. He didn't say, do anything. Looks like, looks like, according to the Boomer Esiason tweet, it looks like Geno Smith might have owed I.K. Enampali a little bit of money. And Boomer Esiason tweets, he goes, bottom line, if you owe somebody money, pay your debt. Don't be surprised if you get punched in the face if you don't. I'm going to favorite and retweet this. And you know what? I didn't even follow Boomer. I don't know why. I, I like Boomer Sison. I'm going to follow him right now, too, just for that thing. Because finally, that, that is a common sense tweet. All right? That's a tweet from an individual who is not going to overreact and assume automatically because the immediate assumptions all over TV that I saw from analysts, former players, they say, oh, you can't do this to your quarterback. You can't be in this situation. I mean, are you kidding me? I, we think, honestly, I.K. Enampali just walked up and hit Geno Smith for no reason? Really? Come on. Give me a break. And, uh, you know, the Boomer Esiason tweet speaks to everything that I just said in the last 40, 35, 40 minutes. And everything that I have felt, I have felt happened. Or at least felt that we would be hearing more of. And there's more to come. 
But it does sound like if there's anything here, and I read another tweet a few minutes ago that also said, what? It said that Geno Smith can't really get into detail about the argument. Well, why can't he get into detail? Well, maybe it's because it has something to do with owing money and he didn't pay his debt, much like Boomer Esiason just said. I tell you what, I.K. Enampali, he has he has a story too. And I don't know if he told that story to Boomer Esiason, if he told that story to someone who told Boomer Esiason, but Boomer Esiason's got a New York City radio show. They do a lot of Jet stuff. What are they on? CBS, WFAN in the morning, 6 to 10 a.m., Boomer and Cotton show. Look, Boomer's in the know. And he tweets that, and he tweets that for a reason. And he's not saying that, he's, he's certainly not tweeting that Geno Smith was owed money by I.K.E. Nepali, he was saying that Geno Smith might have owed money to I.K.E. Nepali. And if you owe money, you don't pay a debt. Hey, don't be surprised to get punched in the face. Five days a week, DannyPicard.com. Also, subscribe on iTunes. Anywhere you can get a podcast. The more news that breaks about this, I'll react to it. And, of course, the settlement conference tomorrow. I'll try to jump on a little bit later in the afternoon tomorrow so that we get some type of information from what Judge Richard Berman thinks. Until then, I'm out. Talk to you soon.